What's up, guys? Welcome back. Coming to you live from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Your host, David Chandra. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have a brand new episode today. A new guest joining us from NYCPM. Ayushi, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Ayushi. I am a second-year student at NYCPM. I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill in 2017, and my family actually lives in North Carolina. Before that, I was in Atlanta for a year. Before that, I was in Connecticut for most of my childhood, and I was actually born in India, so I moved to Connecticut when I was about five years old. Okay, nice. So you have a, you have a little bit of a journey from all the way back in India, and now you're in New York City. Mm-hmm, yep. Nice. So it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming on, and you know we're looking forward to sh- hearing what you have to share with us, your journey into podiatry and what you're doing in school and how your first year was and everything like that. And you're the first student from New York, so congrats on making it into the podcast <laughs> and, and gracing us with your presence. So it's, it's nice to finally uh, branch out and reach out to students from other schools too. So tell me a little bit about where your interest in medicine first started. I know you mentioned that you went to undergrad in North Carolina at UNC, go Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. Go Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah. So tell us uh, what you did in undergrad, where your interest in medicine started from, and a little bit about your background related to that. Okay. Um, so I was actually an exercise and sports science major in college, um, definitely on the pre-health track. After I graduated, I was a little bit lost what direction I wanted to go in. I wasn't sure what type of a graduate program. I wanted to apply to. Um, I started a post back and during that time, kind of randomly came across podiatry just on the internet somehow. Yeah. And I saw that a week later there was an event in DC where it was called Step Into Podiatry, basically for prospective podiatry students. And it, I found out later that it was the APMA National Conference that they have every year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went on a whim. I reached out to the lady. I was like way past the deadline to, to apply to it, but. She told me to come on up, and I mean, that single-handedly, I think, changed just, like, the course of what I thought I was about to do for the rest of my life. I met the dean of students at NYCPM, so about a year before I had even started, and we just connected, and she gave me her email, and I stayed in touch with her kind of throughout the course of the application process and the course of my post and I was just so drawn to NYCPM and just podiatry. But I feel like what solidified my interest, for sure, for sure, in in this field was (laughs) a shadowing experience I had. So we have some family friends in Atlanta. We were visiting, and I figured I would shadow while I was down there. It was during fall break for my post-bac. And um, it was kind of a crazy experience because I walked into the office with the lady I was shadowing, uh, also a family friend of ours. But... The front desk staff, uh, they they like recognized my face. They're like, "Oh, are you related to Sheila?" And Sheila was the Sheldra was the name of my mom, but yeah. she often went by went by Sheila. And um, she actually passed away a few years ago, five years I'm ago. Sorry to hear that. No, thank you. Oh. Um, and she used to work there, like did IT for a few months while I lived in in Atlanta. And I just okay. I had no idea it was such a faint memory i knew she did something for a little bit but didn't really know where didn't really know what she did we lived in atlanta for such a short period of time it was just kind of a crazy experience because i spent the rest of my time 
shadowing the rest of that week, kind of hearing stories about my mom. And yeah. it was just the weirdest feeling. I, I almost felt like, in a weird way, it, I kind of had her blessing with yeah. the career that I'd chosen. And I think from that moment forward, like, my just passion for podiatry in general, it just, it grew so much. Definitely. So kind of going back to you, to you mentioning about your post back. So mm -hmm. what was your post back in that you did? Um, it was, you could just kind of pick whatever science field you wanted to. I didn't okay. complete the major, but mine was in just biology. And I tailored my classes to kind of fit the curriculum of the typical first year med student. Okay. And those were just the recommendations I had gotten from the dean of students at NYCPM, from my postback advisor at the time. And yeah, I took, I think, biochemistry, I took microbiology, I took a cell biology class in addition to that. Um, I took like a like some farm class at, yeah. at some point, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like a mix of medical school level classes that kind of prepares you yeah. for what you are stepping yeah. into in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's actually kind of cool. I've never heard a story like that where, you know, you went to a, a conference which was held in DC, which is, which is where a lot of our conferences in podiatry are uh -huh. held in. I know we have some where ACFAS holds it in New Orleans, and uh, I think it was San Antonio last year, so in different places, but mm -hmm. D.C. is where all the big stuff happens, right, where all the big decisions get made, so yeah. it, it's interesting how you, your first interaction with someone in podiatry was your dean that you attend school at now mm -hmm. in New York, so it's a completely different, like, experience that a lot of us don't go through, because we don't yeah. come in contact with the deans till, like, you walk across that stage and you get your white coat and you met your dean yeah. much earlier. So it's definitely very different. And I'm sure that feeling of like meeting the, your dean um, and getting to know them like right off the bat would have definitely, you know, kind of influenced your decision in wanting to uh, go into that school, into that career. And not only that, but you also got to experience that down Atlanta where, you know, it was your mom's blessing, like you said. So yeah. it's, it's a, two things coming together that was just pushing you yeah. to go into podiatry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything just kind of was was fitting the, the life that I had envisioned for myself, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. It just all kind of, it fell into place when, when I found out what podiatry was. Yeah, for sure. No, that's exciting. I'm sure that when you see those things happening, we kind of mm -hmm. call them like signs, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And when you see those stuff happening, you're like, all right, everything is falling into place. Like, yeah, I took a year off. I did a post back. I did my search or whatever. But once you find it, once you find that like peace within you, like you you know what you're doing and you envision yourself doing it, like you said, in the future, uh, which mm -hmm. is the most important part. And now you're now you're here. You finished your first year. So congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah. is, it is so surreal even just saying that I'm a second-year student. I was just on the phone with my aunt earlier, yeah. and she was asking me how my first year went, and I was like, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm second year at this point. That's yeah, insane. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah and, I'm, I'm, and it's different for you guys, too, going through first year with the whole pandemic. You guys finished yeah. off your year through the pandemic, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's completely different than what I experienced. Uh, when I finished my first year, because we were going through classes, doing our labs and everything like that. So that experience that you yeah. guys have gone through is far different than what any other first year would have gone through. And we'll get to that shortly, but I kind of want to go back to how you mentioned 
um, you know, how you met the dean at New York and everything like that. Did you apply to any other schools or did you know from the get-go that, hey, New York is my move, I'm going there, and this is it for me? I did. I actually ended up applying to all nine schools, but I got my first interview from New York. I yeah. had my first acceptance from New York, and I, I mean, it was just where my heart was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, from the get-go. So Definitely. No, yeah. that's good. And, and, you know, a lot of us make our decision into where we apply to and where we choose based on what we like and what we think is right. And you're the first person that, you know, did one, went to that interview and it was done. It was a done deal. It was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Some of I us, mean, and, I, and I found out like literally the next day after my interview that I had gotten into yeah. and I accepted, like I, I <laughs> got on the phone and yeah. then I accepted. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm glad that it happened in a very smooth and quick fashion mm-hmm. too. And so tell me a little bit about how your post back kind of helped you in your first year. I know that sometimes, you know, taking some time off and like, you know, doing some kind of work. So what I did during my gap year was I worked as a scribe. I worked in a nursing care facility. So those experiences were far different that helped me when I stepped into podiatry school as a first yeah. year student. But you were taking classes. So and they were medical school level classes. So tell me how that kind of helped you in terms of being prepared in day one as soon as you stepped into school. Yeah, I mean, it really was such a blessing that I kind of ended up doing that the year before I started. Uh, a lot of the classes were not exact repeats, but covered a lot of the topics. So microbiome, for example, I mean, you really are going over everything. Is the, is the pace a little bit different? Yes, but I think the post was a good way to understand what it feels like to take a lot of science classes at once. I yeah. think in college and undergrad, you're so used to maybe having like your two or three and then you know, you have some elective, you have some, some you know, English class. class or writing exactly. class, <laughs> something, so, yeah. something random. And yeah. so it kind of forces you to, to, you know, allot your time the way that you need to. I mean, yeah. figure out which subjects you, you want to focus on more, which ones you don't want to focus on, which ones you feel like you're more comfortable with. So yeah. just having a lot of science classes at once, it, it was a good introduction to kind of starting pediatric school. For sure. I'm sure time management was one of the biggest things you probably yeah. learned. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was actually also a phlebotomist at the time I worked at a, oh, okay. at a plasma prevention center. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for a couple of months while I was in my post and Okay. It, exactly. So it just time management was something that I really built that, that yeah. year that I did in post For sure. And I think that's very important as a first year. Uh, if you come in with that level of time management, I mean, sky's the limit for you because you can probably do way more than what others can. Because I know I walked in through the door with no time management. I still I still don't think I have time management, <laughs> and I'm a fourth year. But I think that's one of the keys to finding success in school, um, especially yeah. during your first couple of years when you have a ton of classes and mm-hmm. you really don't know what's going to come your way. You really need to know how to balance your time. And sanity is yeah. just as important, too. So I think exactly. that, that's also key. Exactly. Especially if you want to get involved with other things at school. Like, for me, I feel like... I am very driven by these outside things like joining clubs and being a part of just podiatry on a national level. I think that pushes me to just be better at school. So I think especially for that reason as well. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So kind of going off of that, I know we mentioned earlier how COVID ruined your ending to your first year, (laughs) but how was, how was balancing schoolwork and uh, Netflix? How was that? I'm sure that I mean, was I'm sure that was tough at home. I, I think it's harder than being at school, in my opinion. 
it's it's definitely harder to study the same way. I mean, when you are at school and like I lived in a building that was all first years, so yeah. just everywhere you look, people are studying. Like yeah. you go downstairs to the basement, people are studying. Yeah. You go back to your apartment, people are studying. <laughs> I'm at home and it's just a lot more relaxed environment. I'm yeah. back with my friends that you know still live in North Carolina, and so a lot more tempting to kind of not <laughs> not be studying, but. It was nice. It really, you know, has its has its pros and cons. Um, it's nice, like being able to just be home with my dad, which yeah. totally unexpected. You know, not having to make my own meals anymore, which was <laughs> definitely a benefit. Yeah. So, good good things and bad. For sure. Yeah. No, I think I think one of the biggest things we got out of quarantine, whether it was whether if it, you were studying or whatever, you were still with your family. So one way or the other, you got good quality family time. You got yeah. good homemade food, which I did as well too. So we can't complain on that end. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit about your first year and how it is at New York uh, at your school. Because um, I know every school, the curriculum is the same in terms of like the classes that you have, but the setup mm-hmm. is different. And mm-hmm. I know personally at Kent State, we do semesters. At Shoal, they do quarters. And at every school, it's a little bit different. So tell me a little bit about how NYCPM kind of sets everything up and how you felt the whole year. Yeah, um, so we are also on a semester semester basis. Uh, the first semester was from August to December, and then the second semester was January to, like, April, okay. I want to say. May. The, the first week of May, actually, is when we took when we took our finals. Um, we had about a month off for, like, around Christmas and New Year and whatnot. And um, it's funny because my friends always make fun of me for this, but... <laughs> We actually didn't take any, like, lower extremity classes at all our first year. Okay. So we took anatomy, but we took general anatomy, which is, you know, hip and up. Yeah. So my friends, when I came back <laughs> for break, would ask me questions, and I was like, I really can't even tell you, like, yeah. the bone point right now. <laughs> yeah. So we do start lower extremity anatomy our second year, so third okay. semester. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of the biggest difference, I guess, that mm-hmm. we notice from uh, Kent or other schools as opposed to NYCPM. And how do you feel about that, I guess, as a student? You know, I'm sure that if prospective students are listening, they're like, hey, yeah. you're going into podiatry. So mm-hmm. if you don't have that basis or foundation in your first year, how is that really helping you? So tell me a little bit about what you think the curriculum sets you up for it. And if people were looking into coming to uh school with you guys how you would be prepared still yeah so it definitely I mean just going back to the foundation part of it you're still building a very strong foundation is it you know of the foot no but to just understand like you know all the systems of the body how everything kind of works seeing the histo seeing like a lot a lot of this stuff that just kind of plays a big role when you do start focusing down onto the the things that matter so now when we are doing the foot we know what to look for we know you know what tissue looks like you know you know even even little things like biochemistry that you just think you're not really going to apply clinically but so i think it does build a pretty solid foundation for sure from that perspective so that when you do start your lower extremity stuff you're you're picking up on things so quickly yeah so during your second year is it more podiatry related classes then as opposed to first year being very general yeah, more more podiatry and more clinical. So, okay. you know, now we're in Durham, we're in PATH, and a lot of these classes are, I mean, they're they're pretty cool. Yeah. You kind of go from the, the classes that 
you don't really see the the clinical relevance yeah. <laughs> too much, but it is super exciting now being in these classes and like you're just naturally more drawn to it. You really are, yeah. even though it's virtual right now. We're we're you know doing classes over Zoom, but I am I really will like catch myself being so into some of the topics that that we've been discussing this year. Yeah, for sure. No, and I'm sure that's something that you guys are looking forward to as students because now that you have your basis and your foundation and how you know school is like first of all mm -hmm. and second how like each of the things work each of the classes work now you can apply what you've learned in your first year and really focus in and hone in on podiatry as a whole and i'm sure mm -hmm. doing lore anatomy this year will be very helpful for you guys too yeah hopefully hopefully you guys are back in school because i know new york is a hot spot so i don't know when you guys are getting back into school or when all that will happen so yeah, who knows? Who knows? It is. I mean, I, I would say this is like one of the cons right now, not being able to be in lab for lower extremity anatomy, which yeah. kind of a bummer, not being able to dissect into the leg and the foot. It's yeah. it's just something, you know, you, you kind of want to have <laughs> under your belt. So yeah. I'm sure the school will figure something out as far as for giving sure. us lab time. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, even students at Kent, for that matter, like they were starting uh, their lower anatomy dissections, but they didn't even get to the foot. They were, I think yeah. they were doing the superficial area of the leg. So they didn't necessarily get what ideally you would want to get as a podiatry yeah. student. So I think a lot of students around the country lost out on the opportunity to get mm -hmm. that uh, experience of being able to see what the anatomy and the structures look like in the, in the, yeah. in the foot and ankle area. So, which I hope that all of you guys, at least one positive that comes out of it is everyone's on the same boat. It's not like any one person has a you know just a foot sitting at home and they're dissecting it at home so it's not like anyone's getting an advantage um so hopefully it's something that like you know as students at schools you work together to kind of improve as you go on because that you need that basis if you don't have that basis it's very tough to like yeah. kind of get to where you are and even as fourth years it's the same for us too like we won't get the same exact experience that previous fourth years got but at the same time, like collectively, all the schools, all the programs, everyone's kind of coming together to make it happen. So hopefully the same happens for you guys, same happens for right. us. And we we end up becoming the same or even better, I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, than what we expected before. So, And that's, that's the thing. I, I really think it might. I mean, when things happen and you kind of deal with chaos and, yeah. and all that stuff, sometimes it just kind of pushes you to be better. I think it forces the school to create you know put new systems in place that usually end up being better than what was in place before so hopefully good things also come out of this for sure yeah, yeah. i mean cha change is never a bad thing mm -hmm. as, as long as it's a good change so, right right yeah so going back to how you were talking about you know you how you wanted to be part of podiatry on a national level i mean your mm -hmm. first encounter with podiatry was in dc and yeah. I'm sure that already in itself laid a foundation for you. Like, this is cool. Like, this is different. Like, you know, yeah. mo like for me, for example, just from my experience, I never got to, to see that. And you being able to see that, I'm sure would have been like, hey, I want to eventually be in these conferences mm -hmm. or, I don't know, leading these conferences mm -hmm. or being, taking part in making decisions. So yeah. I know you mentioned to me you're part of APMSA. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm an, I'm an APMSA uh, delegate from, from NYCPN. Sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your experience in that and how uh, how being in D.C. feels from your perspective. Um, I would like to hear it at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first year when I went, when I didn't know anything, um, 
it was it was insane. It was just insane, like seeing people that were so passionate about their profession and hearing from students, residents, uh, administration from different schools, like practicing podiatrists. So very cool, just from that perspective. And I guess I didn't know much about podiatry going into this experience at all. And so just kind of understanding like the subspecialties and the different directions that you can kind of go in and it's, it's a conference. So you also have an academic portion to it. And so it was very cool walking around, seeing like the different posters and seeing students presenting, seeing uh, podiatrists presenting, residents presenting. And so very, very cool uh, experience from that perspective. The conference, the APMA national conference that they have, Mm -hmm. APMSA, which is the student component of APMA, they also hold their own. We have two conferences a year for us, for the delegates. So they also hold their own conference. And we were supposed to go to one in Boston in July. It got canceled. (laughs) Yeah. it's it's kind of nice that it lines up with the national conference as well but there's an advocacy component to it because you know you are close to dc and um hearing the voice of the students is just huge for people that are doing advocacy for podiatry because that you know that's the future of the field and so you want to hear from so it's definitely like a the conferences are a great way to kind of just see podiatry as a whole to kind of see where the field is headed, where we have come from and, you know, just kind of the direction that it's going in. For sure. That's awesome. I'm glad that there are people like you that are advocating for the field of podiatry from the student's perspective. I know there's residents, I know there's attendings and those who have already laid down the foundation for us, but students I think are a big part in what podiatry is all about because you're the ones who are the up and coming generations and you guys being rising second years and me being a fourth year like even you guys are younger than my class so it's like we lay a foundation for you guys and then you lay a foundation for the prospective students so incoming first years and everything like that so what you guys do is very important and very crucial i think for the uh, betterment of podiatry and betterment of the field as a whole and like you mentioned offset we talked about uh, recruitment and trying to get students to come to schools. Um, yeah. And that's tough in its own way, too. So I know you mentioned to me you're a social media coordinator at your school. So tell me a little bit about how that happened and uh, why you took up that role. I mean, we can I can already tell from just 20 minutes in this episode why, why you took up the role, but let the listeners know, too. Um, well, so I think it was mostly administration that was running most of the social media pages, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Um, And I just, you know, was having a conversation with Dean Lee, who is the Dean of Student Services, and I kind of mentioned it. We had a meeting for student ambassadors, and I kind of brought it up, and she was like, that would be a great idea because as far as recruitment or, you know, even just having a social media presence in general – it probably is better suited for yeah. it to come from someone, you know, yeah. a little bit more, more in touch with the, the social media of, of these days. So it's funny. We, we started our own TikTok account, nice. which nice. as silly as that sounds, um, that's something we're doing. We, like I said, have our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page. And when I had started school, I think one of the biggest like goals of mine was to yes, grow the field, but particularly for women and minorities. I think mm-hmm. when I 
kind of spent that year before I started going to conferences and whatnot, a lot of the people in leadership positions are older, you know, Caucasian men and kind of wanted to break that mold a little bit. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because there is actually, I don't even know where I saw this, but the class of 2023 is the first class where the majority of students coming in are female. Okay. And it is, that is, I mean, very shocking because if you know anything about the statistics of, you know, the, you know, more, more men, more women in the field, it's actually 75% males yeah. versus 25% females. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it was just a like awesome fact, honestly, that, that I found out and I want to continue to grow that and continue to kind of create space for people that don't really see themselves in these leadership positions. For sure. Yeah, no, I think that when I entered school, which was about three and a half years ago, I remember the ratio between male and female was you mm-hmm. know, drastically different. I think at Kent State, it was about like a 75% to 25% like split. No or, and, then it, and then in the classes below me, now it's like 60-40. Yeah. So like, it's a little bit like, you know, starting to grow and starting to yeah. see more of the female uh gender in the community in the field yes. and as well as minorities too i remember i we just had a guest on who is jimmy lewis the third i if you haven't come across his instagram page so he was telling me how he was like i wanted to bring out the minority aspect in the field of podiatry so it's really nice to be able to have people students especially who are advocating for you know um females and minorities and people that don't have as much of a say uh, as opposed to the ones who have already been established and everything like that. So it's always good to break barriers. Um, I always think it's important that you break barriers in the proper way. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you're organized, you do what you got to do. And I think you guys can all definitely make a difference too. You know, I think that it goes a long way into that. That's your legacy, right? That's what you leave behind for students that are coming and you open doors that you might not have had when you walked in, which is the best part of it all. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thank you, Ayushi, for sharing your journey and how you got into podiatry, why you chose podiatry, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward in your second year when you start and even afterwards too. We would love to have you back on because you're, you know, you're a big component in APMSA as well too. So we would love to hear what you have to tell us from that end of things, and hopefully next time Jill can join us too. And, yeah, no, uh, I really, I really appreciate you having me on here. I feel like we had a great conversation, and good luck to you with with externships in your in your fourth year. For sure, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting year for all of us. So we'll yeah, we'll see how things go, and we'll uh, you know, we'll definitely be in touch, and we'll definitely uh, you know, I think one of the things that I wanted to do through this podcast, like just the same kind of envision that um, like vision that you had for yourself was. I wanted to be able to have that network to connect with people, to get to know people rather than the ones that I just go to school with, you know, because you get to learn, you get to see different perspectives once you start branching out a little. And I think this podcast has enabled me to do that, uh, meeting you and others like you. And I'm hoping that you do the same through whatever, you know, what you're doing uh, at NYCPM. And uh, hopefully once everything comes down, we can all go back to school and maybe we can see some of those TikToks. Uh, from from your school building, maybe, hopefully. Um, wait, what what is your guys's like Instagram handle or Twitter handle or, so that I can give a shout out on here? All right. Ooh, that ooh. I think it's like <laughs> N Y N 
Y call so C O L L pod P O D med M E D. Okay, so N Y C pod call. Okay, got it. Yes, N Y call pod med. Okay, all right. Well, I messed that up, but when we do post Ayushi's uh, uh, Instagram picture on our uh, on our Instagram page, we will make sure to give that a shout out so that you anyone who's interested in looking forward to going to New York. Uh, for podiatry school, you can always uh, go on there, and now you'll know one person who is, uh, at least you've heard their voice. So that is, yes, that. please reach out if you have any questions at all about, about NYCPM. Yeah, Ayush is the person to go to. All right, well, thanks, guys. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys learned something. And as usual, follow us on Instagram at soulpurpose 20 Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even on Anchor which is where this is being recorded. And if you guys have any questions, any thoughts, any concerns, or anything that you want to be addressed on this podcast, please let us know. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll have future episodes where we're trying to get two more students, uh, one from Des Moines and one from Western. So if we can make that happen, we're going to have completed all nine schools, and then we can kind of branch out from there again. So thank you guys again. Uh, we'll see you soon. See you guys.